welcome to this week's episode of XFL Live, the podcast. We are here to do the week five review. It is your host, Mo Riggins. So um, I'm here with my co-host, Wayne Johnson. Uh, <laughs> here, man. He's well, here? Yo, great to be here. Great to be back. Another week of XFL. I'm off this legal coffee high right now. You know, <laughs> caffeine, caffeine. Ready to go, baby. All right. Well, now that you're acclimated yeah, yeah you're yeah, acclimated yeah. and Definitely. apparently caffeinated yeah. and uh you i don't know if you want to plug 7-eleven again but it's cool good old sebs baby but um hey we're here we're back we're coming to you live we're in effect and uh hey man talk about some more xfl xfl action this week coming more up on XFL week five action. we have a whole bunch of stories we want to get into this week but uh the first thing i want to talk to you about this week, week five, XFL, is uh, I think we're starting to see our first little bit of controversy in the XFL with the uh, Quentin Flowers, Tampa Bay Vipers scenario that's oh, going on down going there. On Tampa Bay. Yeah, it's yeah, very, yeah. Do you, very you, would you like to speak on that to definitely. inform the people about what's going on? Uh, definitely. Uh, Quentin Flowers, uh, legend, well, it's not a legend anymore. Apparently, it's been confirmed that he would like a trade. Quentin Flowers would like to be traded. Yeah, uh, they have him listed as a quarterback, quarterback flash running back. Yes, they do. They actually what? do. It's they said he actually took his snaps with the running backs this week, but for real, he took quarterback snaps, but he did it with, with while the running backs were doing. I don't know, but they made a point of saying that he took his snaps with the running backs this week, even though they did say he take he took quarterback okay. snaps as well. I can see Quinn Flowers transitioning to the running back. To the running back. Well, I he like, does have the build. For he well, does have the build. For well, see, like we're saying, this this is the trade, and uh, if you haven't heard uh, XFL Guardians talk, how Guardians talk, me and uh, Wade were actually having our own podcast on specifically the Guardians this week. We were talking about how I think that we we both think that we need to change that quarterback, but I think that I would like a dual threat quarterback. And Quentin Flowers is just that. He's people expect him to run, so you know you can get I can, a. I can see him on the Guardians. That would definitely mix up. Our quarterback room. We do have Marquise, uh, Marquise Williams, I believe Mar- his name. Mar- Marcus Williams? Or Marquise Williams? I think it's Marquise Williams. Yes. We do have Marquise Williams uh, on the squad already. Yeah. So uh, it's not like we don't have a dual threat quarterback. Sure. So we do. We do have a dual threat quarterback. Is he as big of a name as um, Quinn Flowers? As Quinn Flowers? No. No. Definitely not. So I, I, I would accept it. I would, ex- I would accept that trade. trade. Yeah. Would we made a trade and we ended up getting Quinn Flowers. I would so, so I guess here's the the question: Is one, do you, if you're the Tampa Bay Vipers, do you trade him? I mean, they they have come out and said that he hasn't said anything to them about asking for a trade. So, and they said that he comes to work, you know, saying that he wants to help the team win. So that being said, do you trade him? And if you do trade him, what do you trade him for? And you know, I guess kind of looking at the teams that could use him, like we said, the Guardians could use him. I think the the Renegades could look at him, you know, trying to replace that Landry Jones. But then, obviously, I guess the Dragons, they have their quarterback controversy this week. They think they might have found an answer in B.J. Daniels. But if it's not, if he's not the answer, they'll still be looking for a quarterback. You know, yeah. so there are a couple of, couple there, of different aspects. There are a couple aspects. of scenarios. Yeah, there are so a couple of scenarios you... that could play out. Uh, again, I could see um, Quentin Flowers. I could see him on the Guardians. I think that the I think that the Vipers did find a solid replacement with uh, Taylor Cornelius. Uh, he completed 77% of his passes this past week to uh, 27 completions, you know, on 31 attempts. 
Uh, one touchdown, one interception, so there, there's room for improvement. But those stats, that stat line is yeah. looking much better than I guess what, uh, what they've seen on that team. Sure. So, and uh, we and we all know that the Vipers plan to lean on their running game. Yeah, the Vipers definitely so, lean on their running game. If Taylor Cornelius can keep putting up numbers like that and eliminate the interception yeah. uh, per game and maybe add another touchdown in that slot, yeah. uh, they can definitely be dangerous. I think, as I told you before, I. I see the Vipers moving up. I'm hearing a lot of this talk, you know, from different uh, from different entities. They're speaking about how the Vipers could actually be number four, you know, in like the, in the power the, rankings. Oh, you know, like, yeah, okay. Number, uh, yes, actually, I, I saw that came out on the XFL website. They posted yeah. the official power rankings, yeah. and the Vipers are actually, yeah, holding strong at number four. So that's something that, that's interesting. But, but, that's just, to, that you but just to finish off the, the conversation with Clinton Flowers and, and the, the, the trade possibility, uh -huh. with, with the other teams, you know, like even even D, the DC defenders. You know oh, saying? that's they, good. I didn't even you, think yeah, of that. Yeah. They, they have a quarterback situation where, you know, if, if, if there's a situation where maybe um, Flowers knows somebody in the organization or has friends on that team, you know, there's a lot of possibilities. I'm, I'm hearing from the D, uh, the DC Defender fans that they wouldn't mind seeing, you know, the other options for the defenders. So I, yeah, I I, I'm see... hearing they want Cardell Jones, well, the fans specifically, yeah. want Cardell Jones to, to, to take plays on the bench, Definitely. let somebody else Definitely. get some shine up But the more the most realistic, if, if Quentin Flowers is going to accomplish his goal of getting off the uh, off the Vipers, would actually be the... Uh, the New York Guardians. I think that is obviously the most realistic because I feel like we have the biggest quarterback controversy yeah, currently definitely. in the XFL. So, I mean, this week. Luis Perez had a, a good game last week. Decent game, he but he didn't have game. as good a game as Taylor Cornelius. He didn't have as good a game as no, B.J. Daniels. No, no, no. He, he, uh, he was very pedestrian. Passes, you know, at 18 completions, 26 attempts, 69% of his passes. But here's what I'm saying. 69% is, is decent. That's not bad. One touchdown, no interceptions. That's good. He had a 96.69 uh, quarterback rating, but only 150 yards. Because it was mostly screen passes and short passes, Josh slant Johnson routes, had stuff like that. Quinn Flowers could throw those. That's what I'm saying. Lu Luis Perez did absolutely nothing last week that you th that you would think any quarterback can come in and can't do. Yeah. B.J. Daniels made a couple of throws last week that he's already proven the quarterbacks that the Seattle Dragons had couldn't make. You know what I mean? However, B.J. Daniels only had 100 yards. True. But he only threw 10 passes and completed five of them. Yeah, yeah. He, exactly. So he didn't have, he didn't have the workload Perez. that Perez had, and he had just as many touchdowns. How many passes did he have? He had, what, 24 passes, I said? Uh, 26 passes. 26 passes? Yeah. Exactly. Come on, man. And he had like, just he, as many touchdowns. Yeah, 26 passes. So that's, that's so what I'm saying. 16 more passes than, than, than BJ. And had no more touchdowns in those 16 more passes. That's my that's my point right there. Exactly. So he, he, did, he did, to me, nothing special. So that, to me, the Guardians make the most sense. For this Quentin Flowers trade, so hey, come down and talk to us. We'll uh, we'll we'll do the bidding for the Guardians if you want us to. I, I have no problem with that. You yeah. can have Cook. You can have Tim Cook. Upgrade that running back room. You know what I'm saying? Have that three-headed monster that you guys As want. You said we we could we could use a spark in the running game. So if if he's a better option of a dual threat quarterback yes. than Marquise Williams, that wouldn't be a bad fit for us. Then that could give us a spark. I think that would give uh, Victor more opportunities. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Even in like a, maybe like a run pass option situation. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? I think yeah. that would give Victor more opportunities where, you know, he can get open, you know, to the to the secondary. Yeah. People would be keying on Flowers more. But again, I, I, I watched Flowers the first couple weeks. His mechanics. It's his mechanics. It's his mechanics. It's definitely his mechanics. It's, it's mechanics. Yeah. His but, throwing motion, his mechanics. 
you know, like if he could improve there, clean it up, I think he could uh, he could make something work. But he to me is a career XFL. Yes. You see but I have, but that's what I want as yeah. my quarterback. I want my quarterback to be a career XFL yeah. who I know isn't going to leave for you know, like the the Roughnecks are having a great season and are more than likely most people's favorites to win the Super Bowl, not the Super Bowl, but uh, <laughs> not XFL the Super Bowl, Bowl. The, the XFL, the XFL Bowl, whatever they're going to call it, the XFL Championship game this season. The Cup. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> whatever they they decide to call it, but you know, there's a chance that he goes on to the NFL next season, and then the Roughnecks are stuck with no quarterback. Listen, either the same situation they were at the beginning of the season, or obviously, arguably worse, yeah. because they're not going to have a PJ Walker as talent. I believe the story was before the season, Josh Johnson already tried. But he signed the contract and they said no. Remember, he did that to the AAF. Yeah. He was drafted number one, uh, the number one quarterback overall yeah. for the AAF. Yeah. And then weeks later, he yeah. was given a backup opportunity in the NFL, took and it. On the Buccaneers. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah, took yeah. it and just, and just left. Yeah. So Vince McMahon already denied that opportunity. You see what I'm saying? Yes. So but these, a lot, some of these quarterbacks, I think they, they are just playing like Josh Johnson, uh, maybe PJ Walker. You see what I'm saying? Um, yeah. They might just be playing for this one season to get that opportunity. Yeah, but once the season is over, because I believe a lot of them signed one-year contracts, yeah. then they're free to do what they want. Yeah, but so. quarterbacks like Luis Perez, uh, John Silvers, even DJ Daniels. I mean, yes. Yeah. yeah. Flowers. Yeah. You know, those even Tayabu. As good as Tayabu is, I don't Te'abu think he survives in the NFL. He, I don't see it either. Like, so I don't think there's a reason for him to leave. But Tayabu could be. That, and this is another question I wanted to pose. This is kind of like a segue into another conversation. Uh, because Tayabu could end up being the first Hall of Fame XFL quarterback. Interesting. You see what I'm saying? However, I don't think you're the only person that feels that way. However, PJ Walker is about to become the first quarterback, maybe in the first quarter of this, this upcoming game this week. He's gonna first be the first quarterback to throw for a thousand yards. I believe you're right about yeah, that. I think he's I think at, he he's actually nine hundred eighty-six. Yeah, I believe you. So by the first quarter against the Dragons, he should be the, become the first quarterback to throw for a thousand yards. Yeah, especially so against the Dragons, I expect and him to. Yeah, that that already shows you the the leaps and bounds. You know that that the XFL has take, uh, taken. Yeah, and how they have surpassed the AAF by by great strides. Yeah, you see what I'm saying? Because yes. I don't think any quarterback came close to a thousand yards in the AAF. No, I don't think so either. I think you that's yeah, so exactly. If, if we're producing thousand-yard quarterbacks in five games, there, there's something here. Yeah, Tayabu's close as well. Tayabu is at 800 something. Yeah, so he could actually do it this week too yeah, if he has a good game. If he yeah. has another 246-yard exactly. game, if he has 200 yards, which he he's been having 200-yard games. Obviously, because that's the only reason. That's the only way you can be up to 800 by yeah, that. Yeah, he's been having 200-yard so, yeah. games. He's at 800. He's at 876. Yeah. Definitely. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. He's not far off at all. Like, even Josh Miami. Johnson, if he has a good week, I don't expect him to. He probably won't do it till week Josh six. Johnson even Josh to Johnson, have like a 200, a 290 yard game, 280 yard game. He only needs like 220. Huh? He only needs like 220. Yeah. Then Teabo had 246 last week. It's possible. In that, in that same breath, then I, uh, I think Landry Jones is the only quarterback to have a 300 yard game, right? Well, no, no, no. No, uh, Josh Johnson just had one last week. Landry Jones had a 300-yard game also, I believe. So if he had another 300-yard game, even though we know he's out. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, yeah, yeah. But he yeah. would be over 1,000 yards yeah. as well. Yeah. Arnold Jones is the only one that's close, but he's not going to do it until maybe. Yeah, he's not going to do it. I don't think he's, six, I don't think seven, he's going to do survives. it. If he Yeah, I don't think he's going to do it. I think he loses his job before he gets that chance. But okay, that being so said, so now, yeah, now I want to talk about the power rankings, like you said. I want to talk about 
where these teams are ranked. Because if you go online on the XFL on the XFL website, you look at the podcast, the XFL Show podcast, power ranking. That's pretty close to what we would say, but those are not our rankings. I want to get that very clear. We are XFL Live, okay? These rankings are more accurate. These rankings are better. Yeah. So I want to get specifically your rankings because I, I think that me and you have different rankings. Yeah. But I want to get your rankings and basically why you rank certain teams differently than the, the podcast. If you guys want to know the podcast ranking, I believe it was one. One of the power rankings, I believe, obviously, is going to be the the Houston Roughnecks. Two, you got the St. Louis Battlehawks. Three is going to be your Dallas Renegades. Four, surprisingly, is going to be the Tampa Bay Vipers at one and three. Even though they're a one and three team, they're going to take the fourth spot. Fifth is the New York Guardians. Sixth is the LA Wildcats. Well, that, now that this is depending on whose power ranking you're going. If we're going by podcast. Yeah, actually, you know, yeah, yeah. Not, 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 not podcast. I'm sorry. Yeah. Let's go to the actual XFL power rankings that they based off of averages from four different power rankings. Yeah. So the actual XFL power rankings is going to be Houston first, St. Louis second, then you have the Dallas Renegades third, Tampa Bay Vipers fourth, the New York Guardians fifth, the DC Defenders sixth, Los Angeles Wildcats at seven, and Seattle Dragons rounding it out at eight. So do you agree with that? Where, what would you move? What would you change? Like how, how would your power rankings go? This, the only thing that's questionable to me is the New York Guardians being over the DC Defenders right now. I, I definitely think in the next coming weeks it's going to happen. I don't see it right now. Also, I, I feel LA might be a little bit higher, especially because they destroyed the DC Defenders. So I would definitely put um, LA a little bit higher. I mean, the, if we're talking about record, you know, but record, that doesn't mean anything. Because Tampa, Tampa Bay is, Bay is, yeah, Tampa Bay is yes. fourth and they have the worst record than. In the Pretty much all these teams. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. So uh, I definitely think um, LA should probably be behind Tampa Bay. Yeah, I would have put. So you put of, LA fifth. Slide LA New fifth. York down to six and DC yeah, down to slide seven. everything down. New York, yeah, yeah, yeah. Put LA at fifth and then just slide everybody down because you know I what? do feel I do feel the Guardians are going to pass. Yeah, um, they're going to pass the defenders. You know what? The next couple weeks. I'm a rock with those power rankings. So the official was no, no, no. With the, with what you just said. Oh, okay. So the official XFL Live power rankings are going to be Houston Roughnecks leading the league. Obviously, they are they are the guys at the top. They're the people to beat. Power rankings not going to move. Yep. St. Louis Battlehawks coming in number two. That's your top West, top East seeds, obviously. Then you have the Dallas Renegades, number three, because I feel like those three are the best teams. And However, then, the quarterback situation coming into this week. With might, Dallas, might but, that's, that. but that's the thing about Dallas, which is intriguing, yeah. is because we talked about how they're losing Landry Jones, which means that we all see that they might take a hit at the quarterback position. But last week, they had a chance to beat Redi- the Redi- the Roughnecks. Sorry, the Renegades had a chance to beat the Roughnecks yeah. with Landry Jones. However, he threw three interceptions. So now they have a chance to get somebody who's not going to turn them all over three times and still be able to bank on their defense and that tight end, Donald Parham, really moving the ball for them, getting them in good position, good uh, good field situation. Yeah. So I think that Dallas stays exactly where they are as long as they get decent. If they get competent quarterback play, they stay where they are. Then you have yeah. Tampa Bay Vipers fourth, right? Correct. Okay. Then you're going to slide the New York Guardians down from fifth to six yeah, so that you can put the Los right. Angeles Wildcats up. Yes. Now, see, that I will respect only because of the quarterback play. They have 
uh, I, 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 I will accept that they are the fifth team because they have a better quarterback situation than we do. Even though I will say I think our defense is better because our defense right now I think has allowed the second least amount of touchdowns in the league yeah. at eight, yeah. and the LA Wildcats I think are at the second most tied for the second most right now at eleven. So you I, know that's just I think just the fact that they have security at the quarterback position that, just that gives them an advantage. That gives first. them the advantage. Definitely. That so, I will say gives I, them the I, advantage. I, I but we are right there, yeah. so that's why I'm like I'm hesitant. But you're right. LA Wildcats sit uh, five, New York Guardians six, DC Defenders seven. Over the Seattle Dragons, right? Because yeah. Seattle Dragons just aren't sexy, man. Yeah, like, and it's funny because the DC Defenders, I feel like, are the exact blip of that coin, but they're equally as bad. Like, the DC Defenders, all their plays that they've had that have put them in the leads in games are sexy plays. Yeah. That's the only type of plays they make. If they're not making those plays, they're a terrible team. They've got blown out their last two games. I don't think they've even scored, what, seven quarters, something like that? Yeah. I don't know what happened to them. They just they just went flat, and they just allowed um, all the teams to just uh, pass them by. Yeah. Coming into the the season, you know, they seem the Jones, most ready to start the season. Yeah. But now they've just fallen flat on their face. Yeah. Is what I wanted to say about the DC Defenders is uh, I think something that you said in last week's episode is proving true that the DC Defenders were the team most ready to start the season, and. Now we gotta go back and talk about how all these other teams that seem to fall flat at the beginning of the season are now catching their stride, catching their momentum, and now they're passing the DC defenders by. You yeah. see what I'm saying? So I think that's that's just testament to what you were saying is that all these other teams are catching their stride, whereas the DC defenders are running in place. That's that's how football works, though. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. And like. In certain sports, you don't really pay attention to the team that starts out. You see what I'm saying? Because a lot of the times, you know, they just have a they have a quick fire. But you have to watch out for those guys that yeah. lose their first couple games but didn't get beat bad. Yeah, those are the dangerous teams. Yeah, you see what I'm saying? Because those teams that are losing their first couple games but they lost by a touchdown, they lost by a field goal. Those are the teams that, if, if we get it together, yeah. we are really dangerous. And that's what the Vipers have been this whole time. They've been that team that is sitting in the shadows, just trying to get it together. They, we right. have the talent. We have the grit. We have that attitude. You see what I'm saying? That, yeah. Like I told you, the first couple of weeks, those boys on defense were, they, they were scaring me. I was watching this football scared for the other team. Oh, yeah. Because yeah, these yeah, kids yeah, were, yeah, these yeah. dudes were hitting. Mm-hmm. They were coming up and punching dudes in the mouth. Yeah. They didn't care. Yeah. They didn't care at all. They were sacrificing their bodies. And I saw that. <laughs> sacrificing life and limb. Yeah. So that's what I was telling you. That that's the thing with football a lot. The visual, like what you see with your eyes. You see this what is what saying? you get. Yeah. Like what you see with your, with your eyes is different than what you put on paper. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? On paper, all, you know, like records wise and this, that, and the third. This guy went to this college. He's supposed to be this good. You see with your eyes when people are playing good, aggressive, competitive football. They have to show something or else they're they're going to have to come and try out and make some of those big plays to get him off his game, which is going to hopefully snap them back into reality. But now here's the Because that's what they need. Talking about the Vipers and moving on with the uh, the show, I want to get into 
Vipers at Wildcats. Vipers. Well, I want to start talking about the uh, the preview of these games. And uh, as you know, this is XFL Live. So what do we start with? The game of the week, man. We always got to start with the game of the week. All right. So Vipers at Wildcats. I know that's your pick for game of the week this yes. week. Want to explain what? To tell us why is it you see the? Because I see that the the over under the line, the Wildcats are getting one and a half. So the Wildcats are expected to win this game by one or two points. It's yeah. very close. Very. Close. So. Very close. What? Uh, uh, I think that uh, if that's the case. I'm betting against the Wildcats. You would bet against the Wildcats. Because you don't think, you think that at the very least, the Vipers cover the spread. You think if the Wildcats win, it's only by one point? Yes. They're, they're <laughs> okay. By one single point. By a single, that's the only way they win. These boys are playing football. They're playing, they're playing. The Vipers? Yeah, the Vipers are on the playing. other but side. Not, I mean, it's very uh, possible. That, that yeah. is something in this league that I believe is. We're we're waiting for that to we're waiting to see that. That's the only thing we haven't really most, seen. Most people would probably say coming into this week that I don't hold the Defenders. No, that's the, the Defenders are playing trash right now. Uh, and the yeah, Battle Hawks are very said, very possibly the best as team I in the league. Said, as I always say, there's, there's an on paper version and then there's a in reality. You see what I'm saying? And in reality, the Vipers are playing very well. And the Wildcats yes. QB had a 300-yard game last week. Yes. So I would have talked so, about that's what I said. That's why I said most people, if, you, if you're looking at on-paper yeah. uh, stats, statistics yes. and all that, yeah. and one may say that because the one-two in the East is playing this week, that should be the that game of the week. The However, I don't, yeah. based I don't on ascribe the to that. football that is being played, I don't, <laughs> yes. I don't ascribe to that at all. But based on the football that is being played, I would definitely say the Vipers and the Wildcats uh, is definitely the game of the week, as I said. Taylor Cornelius seemed to be the, the missing uh, piece that the, the Vipers needed to get them over the hump. Yeah, I feel like he uh, just needed to catch another beat. He had a very good game. Yeah. The the running game was extremely solid. Uh, clearly, you know, they had they had over, over 230 yards. Yeah, over 230, yards, 230 and, uh, yards on the ground. Yeah, yeah, Including yeah. Taylor Cornelius. They had yeah, like they had 260. yards flat. So, uh, uh, yeah, including, yeah, exactly. Including Taylor Cornelius. They definitely went over uh, 236 yards. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, so the, they, with what they did uh, last week, if they can take that momentum into this week going against the Wildcats, who also had uh, who also had an uh, interesting week. Stats-wise, it was pretty good. You see what I'm saying? They just couldn't get over the hump. Mm-hmm. Um, Josh Johnson threw another interception. Well, they also had, you know, a couple missed field goals. So. A couple missed field goals. It's, it's missed opportunities. Missed opportunities, opportunities was... Was uh what what did them in this week? Yeah, did them in for sure. But Josh Johnson is he had sixty three percent of uh, completed sixty three percent of his passes. That's not the greatest, but it's not terrible. Twenty five, you know, completions, forty attempts. Uh, but he did throw two interceptions. One, I'm sorry, he did throw one uh, two touchdowns, one interception. Uh, so that's why I'm saying uh, this Josh Johnson versus Taylor Cornelius battle this week. Mm-hmm. Is, is the, the battle of the week. Yeah, this is the battle of the week. So I, I 100% agree with that. I think that Taylor Cornelius, Josh Johnson, whoever has the better, and I'm not saying the better game stats, like you said, whoever has the visibly better game yeah. is going to be is going to decide the winner of this game. And I think that both of them are at such a crucial point right now yeah. that it's going to be interesting to watch. You know what I mean? Josh Johnson is kind of having a decent season, but we see him being frustrated with his team. Uh-huh. Last week, you know what I see? We see the, the frustrations the frustration starting to come out 
I guess that he feels like he's not having the level of uh, the level of talent around him or the level of professional focus around him. Yeah. You know what I mean? Meanwhile, on the other side, like we said, we have the Vipers who are just they seem to just start be putting it together every week. They're scoring more and more points. Yeah. Now their defense has started to hold people to less and less points. So it's, it's it's it seems like it's going to be a good matchup. However, this is a big but. I think we could be looking at a Vipers blowout. The Vipers blow out the, the blowing out the Wildcats. Very fun. And this is why I say that because the Wildcats, I believe, have a very bad run defense, and the Vipers are going to try and run it down their throat. Yep. That's yep. their. Because Taylor Cornelius is their second option on offense. First, they're going to run it to Davion Smith and Jock. Yep. And, and Jock uh, Patrick. That's their number one option. And if you look at the, the past weeks, who has the Wildcats really played with a good run defense? I mean, with a good run offense. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, they played the Guardians last week, and we have to lead on our run. Yeah. And they lose that game by three. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's, because, look at that's only because we can't we can't really throw the pass. Then the Wildcats they, get a lot of players involved. Though. A lot yeah. of players True. Well, yeah, they 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 have a decent, but that's the thing is they're not making the Will Smith. They're not making tackles in the backfield. He had he had fourteen combined tackles. How many did he have for loss? You know what I mean? Yeah. He had one. So it's like, so looking at that, they're not getting in the backfield enough to stop a, this running game, the Vipers' running game. You yeah. see what I'm saying? And that's what I'm saying. You go back to the weeks where they won. Who they play? They played the defender. They swamp the defenders. The defenders have no running game whatsoever. Yeah. You know but what they I mean? Did, they blew out the defenders too, right? The Wildcats. The Wildcats. You know, they, they, no. they beat them well. They scored nine Oh, yeah, points. yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah the they, defenders scored nine points. You see what I'm saying? But, but they put up 30. The Wildcats put up put 39. Put up 39 that game. Yeah. With Martez Carter, who I don't know if he's but back what's this better, week or not. Up they're going to need him back if they would have. I mean... Or, or, look at or, or look at the game. Look, look at the game the Wildcats had that week. Because Martez Carter had 200 yards for, had no, he didn't have 200 yards. He had 150 yards for scrimmage or something like that. Three touchdowns. Yeah. You know what I mean? Trey McBride had two touchdowns. Yeah. So they had a, they had a couple of players step up really large to put 39 up this week. Trey McBride is playing. He played last week. He's playing. this You also week. know that the Vipers Wildcats game this week, first primetime game for that. It's at 9 o'clock Eastern on the main ESPN channel. Oh, snap. That is prime time hours. Prime, yeah, so it's prime time football. I mean, it's Sunday, so I believe it's prime yeah. time is usually a little earlier than that. But Sunday prime night is, is also prime time. Yeah. Uh, prime time is 8 o'clock. Yeah. It's an hour off. Yeah. So it's, 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 You're it's right. within prime time. It yeah. starts within the prime time slot. Yes. You see what I'm saying? Yes, yes, so, yes. Uh, this is the first time, This is the first prime time game, and ironically, it Maybe they, they already know it's going to be the best game of the week. It, it to me happens to be the game that I feel is has the most potential, regardless. So, That's right. You know, uh, that being said, you know, so just I'm make sure up. make sure you guys go out there and watch it this week Sunday nine That's nine p.m. Eastern time. All right, That's going to be your game of the week. I'm saying Vipers blowout. He's saying very close game. That what Vipers Wildcats win by one. I'm not saying very close. I say Vipers by touchdown and a half. Touchdown and a half. You how? What is a touchdown and a half? What is that? Touchdown. I don't even know. Well, you, you say you say nine points or yeah, because yeah, because like a touch because you know like a touchdown in the NFL yeah. is seven points, pretty much standard. Yeah, touchdown yeah, in the XFL, XFL could be anywhere yeah, from nine. six to nine yeah. points. Oh, yeah. So it's like a touchdown and a half could be yeah, nine. It could be 
18. What are you talking about? Got to buy a touchdown and a half. They know what I'm talking about. <laughs> you guys know me. You guys know me. <laughs> oh, my God. All right. Touchdown and a half. Like... So, speaking of a touchdown and a half, there's a team right here that has a touchdown and a half difference on their, as the over-under. As, I mean, as their, uh, their odds. And that's the Roughnecks, negative 13 and a half, going against the, the Seattle Dragons. I consider that a touchdown and a half. Wow. 14 points. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know, that's, wow, wow, that's a touchdown wow. and a half in the XFL. So it's nine. Half of nine is what? Five? Four? So, yeah. So, I would say, yeah. So, that's that's exactly what we're going at right here. Yeah. So, touchdown and a half, negative 13 and a half, go to the Roughnecks against the Dragons. I think that's a pretty easy game to pretty much talk about this week. Yeah, that that doesn't bring me too much excitement. Uh, it's gonna, it's gonna. I think there's gonna be a lot of viewers because Seattle supports their team and the Roughnecks as they keep building. You know, they're undefeated, so people are gonna want to watch that uh, for just for just for the uh, possible upset factor. Um, so I think it's still gonna have a decent viewership. However, to me, it doesn't really excite me. That is the least because the Seattle Dragons are a part of it. Yeah, yeah, no, they're very underwhelming. I'm tired. This team is extremely underwhelming. I will say, BJ Daniels was the first sufferable football play I saw the Seattle Dragons run so far. I hear that. I hear that. I hear that. I hear that. However, I don't get, and I'm hearing this from a lot of different people uh, that are talking about the XFL. They're starting to like. In, in comment sections, etc., people are, in essence, almost raving about BJ Daniels. How? Yeah, he I don't know. Ten passes. Yeah, I get it. I don't get raving. Is that the about body BJ. of work where? No, no, no. no. It's, it's, like, it's the eye test. Okay, BJ Daniels again yeah, passes the eye I did test. Say that a couple minutes. However, however, I need, I need there are a lot of QBs test. who have passed the eye test. Jameis Winston passed the eye test. There are quarterbacks who pass the eye test who are not great quarterbacks. But to other people's now, you know what I mean, to, to, to the other side of that point, yeah. B.J. Daniels passed the eye test. So maybe he will be a good quarterback. Gotta, That's possible. check these people's eye tests. But he got to... <laughs> <laughs> he said, that ain't 2020. Because he, um, he had the least amount of yards for any quarterback this week. He had 100 yards. He had less. He didn't come in until the yes. until the second half. Don't care. He, he, he didn't come in until the pass. second half. Bro, so what, bro? Like he had a hundred yards. The running backs on the Vipers had more yards than him passing. Like they had more yards rushing than he had passing. Cardell Jones didn't have as many yards. Passing. Passing this past week. Oh my God. Seventy. Seventy-two. Exactly. Uh, With mean, a, God, almost a full was... game of work. You see what I'm saying? Okay, but he also had a forty-one percent completion. Also worse than BJ Daniels. Yeah. Okay, I get that. He threw 22 passes. So if BJ Daniels had thrown 20 passes, he'd have 10 completions. Now, he'd have he one 10, more completion. If he had went 10 for, for 20, 200 okay, yards. Let's start raving. If he went 10 for 20, let's start raving. Okay, so, so, we so he needs more he of the body week. of work. He needs more, yes, of, he needs his body more of, work. of body of work. Okay. I agree with you, though. Anybody who would uh, use that argument that, oh, he passed the eye test, because I'm that type of person, as I said earlier. Uh, in the show, I think he passed the eye test. I don't think he. I, I, I'm an eye test person, so if, if anybody brings me that argument, like, oh, he passed my eye test. Okay, cool, I respect it. Yeah. But in my opinion, from he what didn't I pass did, the eye test. 
I need more. I need a longer you eye need, test. You need, you One okay, half okay. of football is not my eye test. Not, <laughs> when I talk about the eye test, that's not. He what said I need. that is an eye pra- practice exam. Word, okay, I don't need point five. <laughs> that is. He said that is an eye PSAT. That yeah, doesn't do yeah, anything. Yeah, for word, me. a PSAT. <laughs> word. No. Yes. Yes. You are the right. But they have the... one more touchdown scored against them. True. Than the Roughnecks. Very true. You see what I'm saying? So clearly, because of but they what have PJ... the touchdowns that the defenders have, like it's, it's you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. No, but sorry, it's definitely. But because of what PJ Walker is bringing to the table, it's almost allowing the defense this cushion of, you know, like we could give up this touchdown. PJ about to come out here and put. Put another touchdown on the board. Yeah, you see what I'm saying. Yeah. So that people are scoring against the Roughnecks. Yeah. So the well, they they've got kind of a, a Kansas City Chiefs mentality in that sense. You, would, like, you know what I bet on? Plan to come out here and put up thirty. What's what's good? I bet that the Dragons put up the most points they have. They have this. I'm not saying they're gonna win, but I say they. they I bet the they put up points. at least twenty. Yeah, I think they're gonna put up the most points. I think they, they put up at least twenty if they start BJ Daniels. Yes, if BJ Daniels. Now, if BJ Daniels by the end of the first half uh, has a good game, uh, that in my mind has completed a full game. A full eye test. Eye test. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? So He's not had a by full the game first half, eye test. I will now. Right, so what if what if he does the first half? Not. What if he does the first half and only has five attempts? Then it, the eye test again has been completed. He has five attempts. So he had 15 attempts in over, total in a, in a full game. <laughs> in a full in game. my mind, he had 15 attempts. What what was the completion rating? We could go from that. We could go from the and then I will choose okay. whether I will concur and say like yes, okay, BJ Daniel passed the eye test, or I will then say no, no. he does not pass the eye. Get the heck out of here! Yeah, get, get out of here with that foolishness. Yes, yes. And no, get out of here with that. Yeah, and I, I will, I will, I will. We'll see how that goes. Uh, but again, I'm taking definitely taking the roughnecks underwhelmed with the game as far as like excitement. Definitely more excited about the Guardians versus the Renegades. Yeah, I uh, feel like that's the most interesting game. I mean, for me, I, I'm a Guardians fan. Uh, no, I think it's just the most interesting game this week. Like, it's not going to be the best game of the week. I think it's the most interesting. Storyline. Because, yeah, storyline. Because you have Roughnecks Dragons. Yeah. That's a blowout. All right. Yeah, St. Louis Battlehawks DC Defenders. That's probably a blowout. You know what I'm saying? And then I you have the so. Vipers Wildcats, which I think is possibly going to be a blowout if, yeah. the, if the running backs get going for the, for the Vipers. Yeah. But I think the Vipers win that. This game really is the most interested because you have the person that you see if they're going to be able to come in and replace Landry Jones yeah. and how well they're going to be able to run the offense in that sense. And if they're able to do it, because as we said, the Guardians have the second least amount of touchdowns scored against them this, so far this season. They've only had eight touchdowns scored against them so far in the first four games. So teams are averaging about two touchdowns a game on them. So we'll see if this quarterback can come in and actually work the ball down the field and get those touchdowns. Or we'll see if it's going to be more of week one, what we saw, where the the Guardians had a quarterback who wasn't ready for his system and Aaron Murray in the Vipers. 
and it turned into him working the ball down the field, but heavy turnover, uh, a, a turnover heavy game, and then the Guardians dominate because they're able to actually keep the other team off the board. Yeah, because that's that's the way I see it. I don't really see the Renegades able to hold the Guardians off the board in this game because I don't see them being on the field enough. We're gonna have to we're gonna have to run the ball. We don't establish the run in this game to be able to give Perez because again I already I already said this. I hope Perez doesn't start this week. Really He's gonna start. Him. Who do you I hope starts? I don't know. Marquise just somebody Williams? else. Just anybody else. I don't like. So then you're saying Marquise Williams? I don't like. I don't Otherwise, you're any, saying let's just keep this progressing back. Anybody else? Okay. Ma- I don't Ma- like. Ma- I don't. Nah, not Are Ma- you hear the verbiage you're using? <laughs> anybody else? Not Ma- Lloyd. Okay, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. Not you Ma- can't Ma- just say anybody. Are you? Are you anybody to team other nine? than that? Lloyd. Ma- are you referring to Team Nine? Team, I want to see what Team Nine has. I would like to see. I would love to see a quarterback from Team Nine. Perez. He's underwhelming, just like the Seattle Dragons. Underwhelming to me. I would okay, rather Perez, watch somebody else play football. I saw Perez in the AAF. He wasn't really sold in the AAF. He came over here. He's on He's on the Guardians. He was our third-string quarterback coming into the first game of the season. Uh, behind McGloin, who we see what's going on there. Behind Marquise Williams, who hasn't showed anybody, you know, hasn't shown a real spark. Um, so, again, to me, he's a game manager. He is. He is a. He is a placeholder. You see what I'm saying? That placeholder makes sense. Yeah, he's a placeholder. Game manager. So. Yeah. Well, in the sense that yeah. we, that's what we need him to do. That's what we need, that's him, what to we need him to do. Game. I don't, don't know if he's don't turn do over the ball. You don't manage the game. Make sure your handoffs are good. <laughs> now we just Hand need to see if ball. he's gonna do it. Don't turn it over. A lot of checkdowns again. 150 yards last week with a decent amount of attempts, which means he's just throwing it to the sideline. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Check down, check down, check down. But that's what we need. Yeah. If we could pull out a close game and make this into a low scoring around in the like you know 17 point area, yeah, that's fine. Okay. I'll take that. So here's my question: Renegades are giving eight on this game. Renegades minus eight. Okay. You think? I think that's a Guardians favorable stat line all the way. I don't see the Guardians keeping this with anywhere. I don't, I don't see the Guardians letting this get out of hand past the touchdown. You're going up against a backup quarterback. You got to keep this close. Yeah, I definitely, again, I think this is going to be another close game. I think it, the majority of our wins are going to come with like, you know, those nitty gritty, you know, like really game management, let's call the right plays to just survive these situations. Yeah. Situation football, yeah. as they would call it. It's going to be a lot of situation football being played for us. Um, that being said, like, yeah, eight points, definitely. I don't, I don't see it going over. Yeah, yeah. I, I would say that if, as I said, I say that the the Guardians might score in that range of seventeen points again. Let's call it twenty. Let's say that. Let's say with the Renegades with a new or with a new quarterback, you know, the the team is going to try to support him as much as they can and and, and uh, try to show up for him. Yeah, they're going to run the Cameron Artis. Chemistry is not going to be there. Cam, yeah, Cameron Artis, Artis Payne might have a, a heavy workload this week. Uh huh. But the chemistry might not be there. Let's say they get around twelve to fifteen points. Okay, you see what I'm saying? Right, that's yeah. that's what I would that's what I would expect coming to this game. Not yeah. this is not going to be the game you're watching to see a, a high point load. That's the Roughnecks game. You want to see a lot of points? Go watch, watch the, the Roughnecks game. Beat up all watch the Seattle the Dragons. Yeah. The, yeah, the Vipers Wildcats yeah. going to be a pretty high score. That yeah, those are probably going to be the two highest scoring games. Okay, so last game of the week. This is actually going to be our most favorable betting line. This is going to be our betting line of the week. All right, because I think this is the easiest one to tell 
who's going to get it. We have the St. Louis Battlehawks at the DC Defenders. So the Battlehawks are only giving away three and a half. How many road games them? The Battlehawks, I believe they played two. I believe they started off the season with two road games. So, yeah, one and one. Yeah, one and one. One and one on the road. But that first road game, the, the one road game that they lost, I believe they lost uh, to the Roughnecks. So, you know, the, 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 you know, they're winning the games that they're supposed to be winning yeah. across the board, okay. put it that way. Okay. So now they're going up against the D.C. defenders who in the last two weeks have scored nine points. Horrendous. Horrendous. And the spread for the defenders who are averaging four and a half points is only three and a half? They only... They are only giving... What? They are only giving the defenders four points. So if the defenders lose by more than four points, by four points or more, four plus points, then the Battlehawks have this. The Battlehawks essentially win you your bet. The defenders, the four or more. Yeah, like the like the yeah. de, like the defenders are only the only essentially defenders have to win this game or lose by a field goal or less. Either yeah. anything anything more than that, and you you have a battle hawks win on your bet line. Let's so that's, see. That's what I, I mean. If I'm if I'm a betting man, I'm taking all my money on think, the battle hawks. I think we're about to I think we're about to coin a new a new segment here uh, on XFL Live because uh, this might be the parody game of the week. The parody game? <laughs> this might be the parody game. I, of the no, game. no. I you think, think the either. defenders upset the Battlehawks? I think to keep their stance as second in the Dragons, Roughnecks, or Battlehawks defenders is going to be a parody game. No, I think you're you're bugging. You're out. Right. Your, you're out. Your damn pickle. This man is. This man is off again, his rocker. Again, remember when we were coming into week three, uh, when the defenders were looking good. You see what I'm saying? And you were uh, discussing hyperbole. No, <laughs> I was pure, pure hyperbole. Pure hyperbole. So now I'm, I'm really trying to look at this more. Well, way more. No, uh, not just trying to look at it. You know, from a different lens. And if they can... If they can come in there, you know, get their heads on right. They can possibly... Again, I, I don't... I like Tayamu. I like Tayamu. But I'm not overwhelmed. You know, when I watched it, you know, you're you just well. Yeah, I'm just well. I'm well. <laughs> I'm well. Very well. Uh, fairly well. Fair. I'm, I'm fairly well. I'm very fairly well. Very fairly well. Do it. What I what I see today. Um, so I just, yeah, if the defense can come in there and do something, you know, come in there with the pulse, I think it can possibly. However, as you said, nine points in two weeks. Nine points or two, even if they're getting the turnovers. That's the thing about the defenders is when they were scoring points, their defense was scoring points. Yeah. So it's even, you know what I mean? I think, I think Cardell Jones has like four touchdowns over the season in four games. So yeah, even okay. if they they get the turnovers on Teamu, yeah. which is what they need to kind of get this this team back on on ship, because if Teamu comes out here, scores on his first drive or his second drive, and they they're able to punt the ball away. I give the defenders zero chance in this game. Yeah, definitely. Zero chance. I mean, if they lose this game, they drop three in a row. Now we're talking about who's the next quarterback in the DC. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. Because that's the thing is, especially if, like I said, they get their turnovers and they don't turn their turnovers into points. Like, that's what I'm saying. If the, if the defense gets the turnovers and they the defense doesn't turn it into points and yeah. it's required of the offense to do that, and they come out with nine points yeah. or less yeah. once again, 
yeah, you got to start talking about somebody who's going to start getting you into the pay dirt. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah definitely. Again, I, I, overall, you know, as I said, XFL has showed us parity every week, mm-hmm. so there is definitely a possibility for parity. And I, I, all I'm saying when I say parity game of the week is the games that give you that option because you wouldn't really take much parity away from the New York Guardians or, or, or the, the Renegades. Right. There's no anybody real shock can, there. Anybody, anybody can win there. Anybody can really win there. Yeah. These are the games I'm talking about. It's like you're, you're coming you to the game like, yeah, now these are must then, wins yeah, yeah, yeah. for these teams. These like, are, easy these are, wins. These are the games where the Dolphins randomly beat the Patriots last week. Yeah, you see what I'm saying? So but, this is yeah. what I mean by parity game yeah, of the week. Yeah, That's yeah. where it can just be like, what, uh, what, yeah. what happened and there? And hopefully, if it does, it'll you know, rock our standings a little bit, rock our power ring. Yeah, that would definitely rock our power ring. Because then they'll, they'll both be three and two. Uh, if the Guardians win, they'll, they'll be three three teams in the, in, the, in the East, three and two. So they got three and two. Yeah, imagine the East Yeah. So I mean, that that would be that would be pretty crazy. I However, mean, that, I do that's see. Right there. Yeah. yeah, but I I would take I would take Battle Hawks by two touchdowns in this game at least. I mean, you only got to take them by one. They're they only they're they're, they're giving away four. But yeah, yeah, but I, yeah I think I, the I Battle Hawks win this game. Honestly, if I had to guess what the final score is going to be, twenty-seven to six. Yeah, mind you, the, the Battle Hawks have never scored over 30 points. They've never scored 30 points. The Battle Hawks. The Battle Hawks have never scored 30 points. Yeah, but I, I feel like they're steadily in the high 20s. The, yeah, the, the first game, they scored 15, yeah. 24, then they, we go with uh, 29, and then last week, 23. 23. So, yeah, so... The, the, the DC Defenders have scored over 30 points. You see what I'm saying? So, they, they have the potential to score yeah, over 30 points. Yeah, but when they were doing that, it was their defense. And it was against the Dragons. It was their defense. So, like I said, if this defense doesn't put the points on the board, their offense isn't doing it. Yeah. So, I'm going to take the Battle Hawks 27 to 6. Final answer. 27 to 6? 27 to 6, final answer. Okay. I'll take, <laughs> right. I'll take that case. I, I, would take the, I would take the Battle Hawks 30 to 9. I would say the interest group. You just gave both teams three. You're like, all right, 30. <laughs> 27 to 6? Yeah, that, nah, you're wrong. They're each going to have one more field goal. I, I think <laughs> I think the Battle Hawk, I'm, I'm sorry, I think the defenders find a way to come out there and, put and look on the board. like they have life. I feel like they, they're going to have a pause this week. I ho- Hopefully. Yeah. Or else they need to consider changing the name. What are they defending? <laughs> not their pride. Where's not they? their honor. They're not defending. <laughs> All right, well, we're going to roll right along here, get into our last segment of the week, all right? We're going to... Speaking of pull, I think it's uh, about time to pull the curtain on this here episode. This here episode of uh, XFL Live. So, uh, once again, we want to thank all of you guys for joining us here on XFL Live. We had a great week. Uh, We hope you guys enjoyed this preview of all the Week 5 games. Go ahead, leave a like, leave a comment, leave a, you know, subscribe to the page if you haven't yet. You can find us on, like I said, you could, oh, thanks for the claps, thanks for the, all right, we got the audience in the background, but um, like we said, all right, you can always subscribe to the page, you can find us, the actual podcast itself, on Anchor FM, on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, you can always find our shortened uh, videos on YouTube, uh, just come out and support us, you know what I mean, we're, we're, we're out here trying to give you guys the best XFL content. And uh, hopefully, you know, this time next week, we'll be able to uh, have a, a sponsor or two behind us to, to allow us to give you guys even better 
XFL content and more XFL content. Definitely. Let's go Guardians this week, bro. That's right. Let's go Guardians. All right. So you guys have a great week and enjoy yourself. Thank you once again for joining us here on XFL Live.